Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Ksenia. And we're the co-founders of Leone, a virtual skincare consultancy changing the way that you shop for skincare for good. This is our podcast, The Skin Interview, and each week we interview skin experts, brand founders, and the beauty industry's best on the skin subjects that really matter. Do you want to know the products that you really need in your skincare routine? Cut through the noise of the trends to avoid to find the ones that really work? Or do you just want to know what's happening to your skin so you can achieve your skincare goals? Each week, we're going to answer these questions and more with no bias, buzzwords, or BS. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Skin Interview. Today, I am joined by Sam Friedman, who is one of my very good friends and also the co-founder of Curate Beauty. I'm going to let her give a little intro. Um, but thank you so much, Sam, for being here because this is our fourth time to try to record this. So thanks for bearing with. Fourth time lucky, hopefully. Um, but yes, to everyone who doesn't know me, I'm Sam Friedman and the founder of Curate Beauty, uh, which I started nearly two years ago now, so February 2020. And it's an indie beauty wholesale marketplace, which is a bit of a mouthful. But basically what we do is work with different retailers, salons, spas, fitness studios, hotels, anyone really that wants to add beauty to their assortment to make them more of a kind of a lifestyle brand. And they can do so with us and and browse and buy the very best indie brands all in one place on our website. It's really, really smart. And Sam, you guys have some incredible brands on your platform that all different kind of retailers can select, I guess. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and so you have great insight into the kind of beauty industry, what the trends are for fall and winter, which is the kind of subject of this podcast. And it's also Black History Month. So we're going to highlight some black owned beauty brands that are kind of indie brands. And I'm also going to talk about some of my favorites and ones that we recommend very often at Leone. But your background is also, you were a beauty journalist before this, right? Yeah, exactly. So before Curate, I was a beauty journalist. I was beauty editor at Grazia magazine. And before that, at Look magazine, Tatler. So yeah, I have been in beauty for about 12 years now. So I kind of, I know my stuff when it comes to beauty. Yeah, you really do. You really do. And so I guess the first thing for us to really do, though, is define what like a niche and indie brand is, because I think that that can be confusing for some people who may be listening to kind of this podcast and not know much about the skincare world. And also it's kind of like seems sometimes like a marketing term, but it's not really a marketing term. It's more about, I guess, how the brand is founded and who owns the brand, etc. So can you just explain a little bit about that first? Yeah, absolutely. So indie brands for us are independently owned brands. So these guys aren't owned by much bigger kind of beauty companies. And they were started by a founder. And and normally they come from the founder struggling to find what they're looking for. So they then create a product, a brand out of it and, and share it with the masses. And I think that these indie brands are really kind of changing the way of, of beauty. And they're so inspiring. And I think talk to so many people that haven't necessarily been talked to before mm-hmm. um, and, and yeah, create great products that are meaningful, but also they're able to, to adapt and be nimble and adapt to changes and trends. And even just thinking about brands in the pandemic that has started, they made hand sanitizers way before kind of the bigger guys way were. Before. It took them so long because I think the, I guess the con of a big brand, although one of the pros is like the regulation and, and, you know, the kind of product development and all those things that can, you know, research and all those things that can go come with big brands. 
but they cannot move as quickly because they have to get so many things approved. It's actually insane to watch, you know, how long it takes. For example, PHAs, the patent on that was lifted ages ago. And you saw these indie brands kind of bringing out products with PHAs super quickly. Whereas, you know, a big L'Oreal or Estee Lauder brand, it would take them like a year to even be able to get that kind of approved in a new product kind of, you know, underway. So it is very exciting. And I think they're definitely driving trends for that reason. Yeah, absolutely. The innovation is incredible, even just in not just ingredients, but packaging and the whole sustainability movement, I feel like really came from the indie brands first. Um, and now we're seeing the big guys kind of take notice and, and try to keep board. up. Yeah. They're trying to keep up. It's actually insane. Like these tiny brands have now set the trends and these big brands are just like, oh, why didn't we think of that? But I guess in terms of niche and indie brands as well, because maybe, I don't know, they don't have as many products, etc. Do you find that retailers are seeing people buy like lots of different brands rather than like all one range? Because I feel like that's kind of shifted to that multi-brand approach. Absolutely. And I think the consumer now wants a bag filled with different brands. They yeah. want a beauty cabinet filled with in- incredible, exciting things that aren't necessarily loyal to one brand. And, and retailers are kind of doing the same thing as well, which is great. And I think that what's exciting is is brands sometimes just launch one hero product and actually that hero product could do amazingly well. They don't have to have a whole range of things. No, it drives me crazy. I just don't know if you're doing something so well. And I think that even I have people talk like talk to me about this all the time when starting a business. It's like stay focused on the thing that you do really well. So yes. for us, it's like skin consultations. And of course, maybe down the line, we'll introduce other things, but focus on doing one thing really well. And so I get so confused when these amazing brands, they have a great product line and then they start these little brand extensions and neck cream and eye cream. And I'm like, why couldn't you just stick with what you were doing? And so I think that with bigger brands and brands that are owned by, you know, the big guys, which I think that's confusing too. Maybe we need to explain that. There's like only a few companies that own most of the beauty brands. There's a stat. I don't know it, but there is a stat on that. I also don't know it. Sorry. But yeah, so like under the L'Oreal umbrella, there's so many other brands and they're all kind of using the same resources and the same background but actually there's not that many I mean there are actually there are about 16,000 new indie brands launching every year but these smaller guys often don't get seen by kind of the the average Joe I guess until they become big and they've been we we've been talking about it anyway but the entrepreneurs in the background doing years of work before they get hit success and um yeah I guess that's what what consumers want now they want to jump on the trend before they've become huge and big and, and learn about them and be with them for the whole time. journey. Yeah. The whole, yeah. I think the whole journey, I think it's so fun to watch a brand that you like know and love become huge. I think wild source um, is one that I love Kate, the founder. She's so cool. And just seeing them like get into Liberty and all those things because I've just kind of followed her journey. So it's amazing. And you like really are rooting for them as yes. well. Um, so I love that, but I guess we can talk about like, I mean, I just mentioned Liberty, but why don't we talk a little bit about, some of the key trends that we're seeing now and some of those brands that kind of fit into that, because maybe if you guys are listening, you may want to kind of look these brands up and kind of support smaller brands. Um, I know that like shop local is such a thing now too. And so I really like to support the smaller brands. Although some of my favorite brands, I will say are brands like Exuvians, like the big guys, but it's exciting. And even I want to learn a little bit more about, um, about those indie brands. So what do you think in terms of trends first? And then we'll cover the brands within that. So trends I think this is a category that really hasn't been really sexified. I think being made to look kind of exciting and interesting is oral care. 
And I think that, yeah. (laughs) No, but I'm surprised. I haven't seen Sam's notes for this. So I'm actually, yes, I totally agree. (laughs) Your face just lit up like I was going to say something else there. I don't know because it's not, I actually haven't heard that. Like I haven't. I feel like I'm always reading the same kind of like, Trends, that's, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it. oral care is having a moment and it's become <laughs> sexy again. And like, we've seen such cool innovation. We have a brand um, on Curate called Noise and they are a charcoal toothpaste brand. But the taste, I can't even tell you how great it is. Oh, really? And I've never, prior to finding Noise, found a great tasting charcoal toothpaste that is also natural. It comes in a glass pump. Um, a glass bottle with a pump and actually like it's sitting out on your bathroom shelf it looks really cool toothpaste is so ugly yes it's so ugly I use I bring my toothpaste from America I am that person like it's the one thing I just don't like English toothpaste I know that that's like really horrible to me but I just don't so I bring it over and it's so ugly it's always like crusting everywhere yes so yeah so like why why have we all got ugly toothpastes when we can have such beautiful skincare so that's a really interesting one. Geo Organics is another one which is sort of changing the way of, of oral care in a more sustainable way. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they've got incredible toothpaste tablets. They've got um, flosses that you can dispose of that are sustainable, conscious, not bad for the environment. Cool. And yeah, there's just cool things. And sorry, it's not skincare. No, 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 no but it's all podcast. about it. No, no, no. It's all about it. Um, because uh, yeah, scalp care, we just did a podcast about um, scalp care and how that's like part of, you know, that kind of ritual. And this is totally self, like, I think skincare, self-care, like all of these things are connected, um, which is kind of a trend in and of itself. But, um, I love that. And there's, there's an app as well. that's coming out. I'm not sure if it's launched yet called tooth fairy. And it basically, it's kind of what we do before like dental oh, hygiene cool. and stuff. And so it connects you with experts that kind of help you guide you through that kind of journey. Um, obviously you would need to go and like get your teeth cleaned like in person, but still, yeah. I think it's really, I really cool. Yeah. yeah. I think we neglect a lot of our mouth, don't we? And yeah. we just think why, because we put things in it every day. Why don't we look and after it? And it's like, like your smile. Like, and also I think that gum health and stuff is so important to yes. like, your gums can tell you a lot about your overall health. So yeah, love it. Holistic approach here for it. Okay. Next one. That's really fun. Another one that I think is is interesting is kind of these ancient traditions coming forward and are being mixed with more high-tech uh, formulations. So we're seeing a lot of kind of brands go back to basics with how they either source their ingredients or practices or mm-hmm. even like Wild Source that we talked about who are including meditation in with their um, skincare routine. So basically yeah. people have a ritual when they're putting on their skincare and it's it's becoming a lot more of going back to basics of where where things everything started and bringing yeah. that together with the future and the tech but marrying the two together I love it yeah I think that that kind of mindfulness in skincare is so important because it really does sandwich your day I mean Kate and I talked about this on one of our IG TVs the other day it was um world mental health day and so we talked about this but like it really does sandwich your day so I think that including that ritual and we're seeing like face gem is another one um, that's like quite fun, like vegan brand. I really love their products. Um, and they actually are just coming out with this like sustainable collagen booster shot Ooh. that you like add in Well, either there, well, I really actually love their kind of hydro serum. I think it's called like hydro boost, but you can also add any of your water-based serum and it like, yeah, you use it for seven days. It's really cool, but they're doing facial massage with that as part of your routine. So it's like that kind Ooh. of meditative like yeah. thing. Yeah. 
And I think that like, even taking it back to like the guashes and the rollers and mm-hmm. the taking that moment for yourself, where it's not just slapping something on and getting on with your day or getting to the next thing you need to do, getting to bed or whatever. It's, it's actually like being more conscious of it. And I think yeah. we have to be more conscious in so many more things that we're doing now with such busy lives. We need to almost like take a stop. Mm-hmm. take the second, enjoy what I'm doing and then move on. Exactly. And I love that. And you're more likely to put the right thing on your skin if you're aware of what your skin needs. And yes. so it's part of that as well. Like, how's my skin feeling today? What, what does it need? And this doesn't mean change your skincare routine every single day, you know, based on, you know, whatever concern you're having, but it means like having a few products that you can rotate in as and when you need them. So one of mine's in the Zalic acid that I rotate in when I'm a little bit more congested or have a little bit more redness. It has salicylic in it too. It's a polished choice one. I'll just say which product it is. Um, but I love to rotate that one in when I need to versus like, I think if you're just mindlessly going through your routine, you may not know, absolutely. okay, today I need this versus yes, tomorrow. No. Absolutely. So do you have a I lot. Have, I have one more. We're in the same room. So this is so fun. I never get to see people's notes before. So it's really fun. Okay, good. No, it looks like you have a lot more. Well, th- these are my retailer trends. And this oh, is my perfect. beauty trends. Okay, I'm on okay. beauty trends. So. Okay, we're on beauty trends. Okay. So I'll go to retailer trends. Go the, on. Um, I mean, this I feel like is everyone is aware of it, knows about it, if you're in the beauty industry, but just transparency. Like mm. for us, the brands that sell best on Curate, which is a website, are the brands that are most transparent from their packaging to what ingredients are in the products. I love, there's a brand called Five Dot Botanics, which have all the ingredients, mm-hmm. or they have five ingredients in each of their products. Cool. Another one called Booming Bob, and they have all of the ingredients on the front of, of the packaging. And it's just I think it's so helpful now when there's so much confusion in skincare, so in confusion. products, yeah. to just have it really simplified for you because not everyone is a skincare expert like you. No. Um, and it is confusing and there's so many things you're being told mixed messages by so many brands. So actually having a brand that is just so uncomplicated, I think is is the way forward. I agree. And I think that also making sure that consumers know if they can use it when they're pregnant if they if it's appropriate for their skin how many times actually they need to use it per week because yes. I think that a lot of brands just said oh yeah can be used twice daily it's like can it but like yeah it's an exfoliant I just don't understand that um so being really realistic about usage as well and definitely I think that transparency is so key from from start to finish of the product how the product is made where the ingredients are sourced like that entire journey I yeah. think is something that consumers really want to be a part of now, especially with, you know, sustainability being not just something that, you know, a label that people slap on, like it is necessary. Everybody knows this now it's terrifying. So yeah, it just needs to be a given. And I think that that's really important too, in terms of, you know, transparency as well. We have a brand called Elm Road, which is um, fragrance, home fragrance, candles, and they've just done an amazing rebrand and actually all of the packaging that the boxes of their, their candles come in are all created using seeded paper. So you can like plant the paper, it oh creates gosh, yes. little plants. And actually on their website, when you go on it, there's a video of them actually making everything mm-hmm. and, and seeing it like that come all together, you just think, yeah, the I get it. As yeah, well. absolutely. The thought behind that. And that's why I love these kind of indie indie brands. The thought that goes behind the product is incredible. It's not just something that it's like, oh, well, consumers, this is the trend. Let's create something to fit that. It's like, no, this is really well thought out. It's beautiful branding, beautiful packaging. Yes. And it's also, you know, not hurt, harming the earth at the same time. Like, I just, I, I really do love that. And I think that, you know, with with my skin being so reactive, I sometimes 
shy away from indie and niche brands because I'm worried about, you know, the fragrance and things inside of them. But I do love to kind of rotate things in um, for the ritual of it too. Yeah. And even doing it with other brands that aren't necessarily skincare, but just like your home fragrance or Mm -hmm. like where you buy your candles from or your fragrance or your essential oils. And there's so many incredible brands that we have like tools and um, and tech as well and that are just doing great things and it doesn't have to necessarily just be skincare. Definitely. I completely agree because actually that's kind of stress management. That wind down yeah. time is so important for your skin anyways too. Like yeah. you really have to think of it holistically and yeah, I think that all of the things like, oh my gosh, burning a candle at night, like it really does make a difference. Yeah, it does. Well, yeah. for us, self-care has been a category that we we started in April last year when it was first lockdown and Mm -hmm. for us that's continued to see a huge amount of growth like the amount of people that click on the self-care category and buy from it because that's what we all want now we want to run a nice bath and have a candle on or get home or even if you're working at home have a different kind of sense so that you feel like you've transitioned from work into I love that evening somebody gave me that tip the other day I think that's so clever like have a candle that you burn during the daytime and then wind down time yeah have a separate one I can't remember the candle brand now, which is really unhelpful for everybody listening, but there is a candle brand in the States that it's like each room has a different scent, you know, yeah. which obviously you have some scents that are bathroom and some that are kitchen, whatever, but it like names the room and it really like transports you yeah. to that room. Even if you don't have the, like a library in your house, it does transport you to that moment in time. We have a, we have a brand called the Muses London and they, they do an unplug, it's called their candle and actually... I can't even think what's in it now, but it just makes you want to unplug. It makes yeah. you want to stop, relax. And then they have a recharge, which makes you kind of get excited. Energized. Yeah, ready but for the day. It's amazing what fragrance can do. Yeah. Alice Dupark, her, do you watch her? I um, love her. Yeah. What is it? Desert Island Spritz. Yes. Uh, the way that she describes fragrance. It's incredible, is it? I'm not doing it ju- in any justice I mean, no, you, no, I think that you did a good job. But it's just like putting it into words that you can actually understand. Yeah. She's amazing. She's one of my favorite people. I'm trying to think if I have any other ones. Well, I have consultation education first, which kind of goes with transparency, but obviously it's not totally a Leone plug. There are other brands that are doing it. Brands like Heikara, which I mean is more hair care, but again, like it's all kind of connected. That like whole consultation process first before you buy and just basically it's a mindfulness thing as well, understanding your skin and having people to support you along that journey in an unbiased way. I think that that's and knowing what's, what's right for you, I think that's really interesting. Like, yeah. there's so many quizzes now that you can kind of take when you go on different people's websites that spit out the the best kind of recommendations for you. But that's what people want now. We want with with so much choice, it's it's difficult to know what's right for you. Yeah, and yeah, you can say, I'm sure how many people say to you, I've got dry skin, and you're probably like, but it's not dry, it's dehydrated. Yeah, or, yeah. Well, oily not, and dehydrated. Yeah. That's the biggest one. People think they have really oily skin. I'm like, but actually, I guarantee you, if you had a hydrating serum, in, then it won't be as oily. Like it's just so. Yeah. How do you know exactly? You need to know like. What and there's so many good experts out there. Whether it's your hair or your skin, it's yeah. just finding them and then exactly. Exactly. It's like finding the right therapist. Yes, exactly. Very very American of me. (laughs) Um, But what about retailer trends? Because I think that now that we're back kind of shopping, I mean, yeah, I love going to the beauty counter on a Sunday. Like I love, Liberty is my favorite place to shop for skincare. I don't know where, where's your favorite? It's a really good question. I mean, I love Liberty. They've, they're kind of like the founders of indie beauty. I feel like they They always had the niche, the cool brands before anyone else. Yeah. And I love what they've done with their new beauty drop. Um, have you heard it's about this? It's really cool. Clever, really it's clever. so clever. 
And um, so for those that don't know, you pay a £20 subscription every month, which is redeemable in store. And then they send you every quarter, I think it is, an incredible box of brands and products to try and all recommended by the buying and, and beauty team. And I just think it's so cool. It's such a great concept and yeah. no one's done anything like that before. And it's No, and with them, it's like cool brands that you do kind of want to try, you know, and a higher price point as well. I think that it's not, yeah, yeah it's not like you're, it's not like a, I mean, yeah, you're going into boots or something. And it's like, you know, a cleanser for nine pounds. Like these are really expensive products that you do want to try. And Estee Lauder was the founder of testers. And so this has always been like in the beauty industry, try before you buy, like it is a thing. And I think that I do wish that I know that it's not that sustainable, but I do wish that a lot of brands did smaller versions of yes. their products because we do still have clients that although we, we have, you know, maybe three moisturizers that you may want to try, you know, still knowing of those, which texture you're going to like, like it is so personal as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, And so, so like many that. times I buy something small before to test it, to see well, yeah. what's the texture like, what's the smell like, you don't know. And you can do testers in a more sustainable way. Like you we can have one candle brand, for example, who does like wax melts so that you can smell the wax before you buy the candle oh. because the candle's expensive. And that's just so clever. Like yeah. I don't know any bigger brand that's ever thought of doing something like that, but but yeah, I mean, I know they can be costly for brands, but I think they're a great way to get people to to definitely, buy. definitely. Is that one of your retailer trends, the beauty drop? It is in the mix of my notes somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> in the trends to watch in section. The trends to watch. I feel like we're dipping into all my notes, but that's okay. Um, another one retailer trend I think's kind of apparent now more than ever is is in store experiences because totally we need them to get people to come back to store and actually all my friends and everyone I speak to, they want to go into stores and they want to go back to kind of a bit more of a normality and a normal way of living. Yeah. But I do think that with the convenience of online, it's hard. And, it and hard. I think that if there's more experiences in store, like we've been working with Fraser's who opened an incredible um, store in Wolverhampton in April. And that is literally like, if you love beauty and you live near there, like you have to go. It's incredible. There's so many brands, there's so much to discover. Um, but what they've done with their new flannel store is they've got flannel. beauty changing rooms. Have you heard Wait, about this? What? So they've got little cubicles that you can go into and you can basically try stuff on. Like you can take your makeup off, you can wash your face, you can put your makeup on and, and they're like mini cubicles, like changing rooms for beauty. Oh my gosh. So Cindy and I had this idea, like when we were first starting Leone, which obviously it didn't quite make it, but it was one of the ideas was having like a, a place where you could go and like basically get ready to go out. I mean, now like people wouldn't do that. You wouldn't like take your makeup somewhere. Like it's just lucky not COVID friendly. Yeah. I know. Lucky that we didn't do it. Imagine. But I love that idea of like being able to try things on and like actually get the experience of it. Yeah. Like what it would be like when you take it home. That's yeah. so cool. I didn't know so they were I doing love that. that. And then also places that are doing like meet the founders and we work with um, LDC, Loan Design Club. Yeah. And they have pop-ups all over the country and, and they do a lot of meet the founders evenings. And I think things like that are really interesting. Getting kind of, getting to speak to the people behind the brands that you wouldn't necessarily get to and hearing the tips, hearing the tricks, even getting like, mini massages or manicures yeah. or even if it's there's a dj there and there's i love it something to do with your friends yeah like yeah. with your friends feeling like you're a part of a launch too yeah. like i i remember when i like first joined the beauty industry like the thought of going to like a launch party like was so sexy to me it still is to be honest but um 
Yeah. So it's getting people. Yeah, it is exciting. It is exciting. And like breakfasts and things where you get to like, you know, explore a brand and what, why they created a new product and like all those things I think are so fun. Also networking, like we've all done it online for so long. Now it's just like, I want to meet people. I want to, I want to like have the chance to have face-to-face time and speak to people. And yeah, it's, it is different when you do it in person to it's so different it's so different the stack world is so good for that kind of thing they're doing like a big day tomorrow I think it is at like a really nice hotel like networking like we want to see people like I love a webinar don't get me wrong like I like being in my pajamas same and like you know not gonna lie yeah like I do but it is nice to get out for sure so in terms of like spotting kind of the the superstars and indie brands like obviously there's so many brands but how do you, do you know when you see a product, like this is going to be, this is going to be big because now that you've been doing this so long, do you kind of recognize that? And what would you kind of look for? It's so interesting because, because we have every category. So we have skincare, haircare, makeup, nails, tools, supplements. It's so interesting how different people shop. And yeah. like, I mean, for us, yes, you can, when you look at so many different brands, you can see which ones are going to be the best sellers. And I think firstly, having a unique product is obviously so key. And it sounds really generic, but the but amount of people, true, but also people that don't do their research and yes. they come in there like, Oh yeah. So this is the idea. And you're like, there are thousands of, you know, because if you're new to the, to the space, absolutely, you may see only a few on a certain website and it's like, Oh no, no. Yes. There there's are many more. There are many more. So they're, yeah, they're like true. clean, conscious, sustainable face oil is so there's so many brands doing that so if you've just got one product in your line and it's just a face oil you need to do your research yeah because it's hard because there's so much competition I think I say I think finding a USP is so key having a strong founder I think is is great because it gives someone to like what like what makes a strong founder is it like the story like a really convincing like actual story not some made up yeah but but also I love seeing the founders like do stuff behind the scenes. We have yeah. one brand called Palmafronia and their founder is incredible. She literally like, now they've done a rebrand and, and I'm not sure how much she's doing actually at home on her own, but she was creating everything herself. Mm-hmm. And what they do is, is it's all a crystal infused. So I'm a bit <gasps> of a witch and I like yes. things like that, but she's got a rose um, quartz mist that is infused with rose quartz crystals. And and pulse point oils that you can put on and they've got amethyst and all different things that kind of help in different elements of your life and her story and how she started and how she created the brand and I'm just so intrigued by her doing it I I love yeah I I know her now and I know her from working with her but you'd know her just from watching your social her social stuff feeling like you're a part of it yeah I love that I love that too and I think that's nice for you guys too because you are so front-facing for Leone and it's so nice that people can put a, a face to a name because there's Definitely. so many faceless brands out there that you just want that connection. I love, and do you know what? Even before I think we started our business, I loved going to like the about us page and looking at like the, like my, like our story and seeing what the founders had done before and like why they created the brand. I love that. And so and Ksenia and I as well, there was a period of time where we thought like, maybe we are too in the forefront of this brand. Like maybe we need to like take a step back. And then we thought, no, because this is our, well, first of all, it's our baby. We love it. But also we love the, the, the story behind it. We started it out of our own need. And then also all the mentors that are joining us now, 
they all have their own stories too. And we want them to be at the forefront of the brand as well. And so like as that community grows, and if you are a skincare enthusiast, plug, plug, please do apply to be a skin mentor. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, then that's amazing as well because they're kind of a part of it. But I, I agree. I love seeing like the story and just knowing like the hustle too. Yeah. I know hustle culture is in some ways really bad, but I love seeing like how an idea has come Absolutely. to fruition. And you know what? I talk about it all the time with my co-founder. It's hard because when you don't want to be in front of the camera, and you've also got a million things to do as a founder. The last thing you want to do is get on an Instagram live and chat to people that will chat to yourself basically on exactly. screen. So exactly. it's really difficult. But I think the ones that do it well, actually that's that for me is a strong reason to kind of fall in love with a brand. Mm-hmm. The branding is so important, I think, that you I know can't it is. forgo that. And now to launch an ugly product <laughs> is not okay. It's just not like, no, you we know what's cute. No, yeah. And also like make it, make it something that's like, yeah, have a USB, something that's actually going to add to the industry. Because I think there's so many brands out there now, like, yes. unless it's really amazing, please do something else. Like, please yeah. just do something else. Like it's not, that is not sustainable. Agreed. And so, yeah. But then also make it look pretty, like make it a good product and then make it look pretty on our bathroom shelf. Yes. I'm much more likely to reach for it. Yeah. Um, having said that, I do like some really ugly products and I like have to convince some of our clients to use ugly products because it's good for their skin barrier. But why can't it all just be pretty? But my last point was efficacy. And I think yeah. ultimately, like if you're launching a product or you like to fall in love with the product, it has to be good. It yeah. has to, it has to live up to its what you said it would do it has to perform because at the end of the day we're all we all want we're buying these products because we want them to do something to us and so if if you're kind of saying it's going to boost hydration and it doesn't then 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 stop lying (laughs) like why you can't just throw it on a bottle yeah then then don't bring out a product it really I find that I'm like this is horrible what it what even like I try all so many like different products and some of them are just like, this is just a waste. This yeah. is a waste of a product. Of exactly. A product. Yeah. So I think, yeah, having a, a good USP, beautiful looking product always helps. Mm-hmm. And like a great, hardworking, results-driven product is brilliant. And a strong founder for me, that's yeah. the, the key yeah. USPs. I love it. I love it. Let's go start a brand. No, I'm kidding. We've already done that. <laughs> Not another one. Not another one. Um, But I want to highlight some of the Black-owned beauty brands um, that, you know, kind of you have on Curate. And then I have a few as well that I'll kind of trickle in that we recommend all the time, Eliane. Amazing. Um, This is a category for us that is continuing to grow. And I think it is brilliant that we're able to kind of shine light on these founders that perhaps were underserved previously. And we've got so many great ones. Um, Oh, how are we going to pick them all? Okay, so for me... We have a brand called Net. Um, it's an exfoliator. It is, now I'm probably not going to do it justice to describe it, but basically it is a long, it's netted. It's basically going back to kind of ancient traditions of how people, women used to exfoliate their bodies in... Um, oh, like dry brushing vibes. Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah, so yeah, this yeah. is kind of like a piece of cloth that is like woven together and um, it comes in different colors. It sounds awful what, that I'm describing it, but it's actually really beautiful <laughs> and comes in all these different colors. And basically it's long, so you can exfoliate your back with it. It's great for taking off if you've got fake tan or you've got really stubborn dry patches, elbows, backs of 
legs, bums. Yeah. It's incredible product. And their founder, Yvonne, behind it is so enthusiastic and so incredible. And um, yeah, that's one of my favorites. I'm so excited about that. I'm going to look it up. You have to look it up because I've not explained it well <laughs> at all. She'll probably Everyone be like, on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. So the second brand that I absolutely love is called Skin Alchemist. Their founder, Teresa, is from St. Lucia. So she is bringing kind of all of the Caribbean vibes into the skincare and body line. It is their their chocolate cove body scrub, which is incredible. It looks beautiful. She's thought about kind of every element along the way. And that's kind of what we talked about, what stands out as a brand, um, is thinking about the packaging, thinking about the products themselves, making them work hard. Um, she even has a range of these handmade soaps that are, they smell incredible. Um, they're marbled and they they come in, in the most amazing flavors. And yeah, check them out as well because they are also one to one. Yeah, and there's the Himalayan salts and stuff in them as well, which is so good. Body care is huge as well. I like love a body scrub because yes. I can't really use scrubs or anything on my face, which is so I don't know. I think that I used to use them when I was younger, but it compromised my skin barrier. And we don't really recommend like scrubbing your face loads, but your body is different. And so I love, I love, I love. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's another great one. Um, and then finally, my third kind of black founded brand that I am really passionate about is, is called the Wild Curl. Mm. And they have created hair serums slash oils four different hair types. And I think that's so cool. So it they've got one so for cool. wavy hair, one for kinky hair, one for Afro hair. And I just think it's so simple, but so necessary because people with curly hair don't really know where, which direction to go in. And no. Vanessa, the founder, has incredible Afro hair. And she just was like, I found this such a um, confusing and complicated market. And actually, I just wanted to make it really simple. And I think yeah. what she's done is so easy to understand for someone that doesn't even know about hair care or what to do with their hair yeah you just it just says it on the bottle yeah it says it on the bottle which is again one of your kind of trends as well as like transparency and making it super easy to understand what to do um so are those your top three they're my top three what are your I love top it. three my top three so one of them I've said already is hey Cara so our friend Winnie who um we actually <laughs> we love Winnie um if Winnie if you're listening she's been on the podcast too Winnie is just the best and what she is doing um for the afro hair space and textured hair is, is the kind of space that she's working within is amazing it can be really confusing and I think that you know connecting consumers with hair experts. It's just all amazing. It's basically what Leone does, but in the kind of textured hair space. So unbelievable. I know it's not a product, but it's a service and it's amazing. And everyone needs to know about it. The next brand is Shawnee Darden. So she's actually a US based esthetician. And, um, I just, I mean, I love her retinols. Like she has one for more sensitive skin. She has one for kind of, um, normal to just aging skin that I love. We recommend it a lot to our American clients and to our clients here. You can Google it and figure out where you get it, but I think that it's still an out of order. I, they they sometimes switch like the the retailers, but I absolutely love her product range. Is she an LA facialist? Yes, and yes. she does like Jessica Alba. Like yes. she does like loads of different people, but she's she really is amazing, and she's such an expert. She was one of the first kind of skincare um, like skin intellectual people that I followed on Instagram. So I have loved watching her journey and just watching her be a star. Like she just is a star. And so I think definitely her, and she has a really, really amazing video about her kind of journey, you know, being a black woman in the skincare industry and also just growing up, like 
being bullied. It's on Sephora's website, actually. Um, I, I don't know. I went down this like rabbit hole on Sephora's website the other day. And so they have amazing black brand owned stories. I don't know. It's just really good. So I like went down a full thing. I go down like YouTube rabbit holes all the time. Like I do it on Instagram, holes. to be honest. You go from one page to the next to the next, and then all of a sudden you're on God I knows. Know. And you've been on there for two hours. Yeah. Like, what am I doing? Anyways. So yeah, go watch it. It's really, her story is amazing. And then the third brand is Epora. So they're obviously, you know, a very like luxury brand, but I actually saw their founder speak at a Refinery29 event, like way pre-COVID, right when I was kind of, you know, thinking about starting Leone with Sen. And she has the most amazing um, kind of facial oils. And now the skincare is so beautiful. The packaging, everything kind of is so well thought out. Yes. So yes, yeah, so their founder is Ohu Adoha. I'm sorry if I've really butchered her name, but um, she's from Nigeria. She's incredible. She got her MBA at Oxford, and like when just hearing her talk about her brand, I was like, wow, this woman is unbelievable. But we recommend their cleansers, cleansing oils, and stuff all the time, and it is more luxury, but I think it's worth it. And for that ritual, you know, kind of the ritualistic type of skincare, I think that it really. She was way ahead of her time with that. Yeah. So um, yeah, those are kind of my top three. And ones that we like really definitely Shawnee and, and Epiro, we recommend a lot at Leone. And then obviously we push Heikara because it's the most incredible service. And we love the idea of education first before you go out, out and buy products. So um, love yeah, love it. No, I think that basically <laughs> that's kind of it. If there's anything else, like things to watch out for, I feel like we've covered loads in this kind of episode. I um I'm going to have to like watch, watch it back, listen back and like write down some of the brand names, but yes. where can they find, like, where can everybody listening find some of the, these brands that you recommended? Like, are there any places they need to look? Can they go to your site to explore? How does yeah. It so you can check out, oh. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> it's a long day. So yes, you can check us out on Instagram. Our handles at Curate Beauty. If you come to our website, it's curate-beauty.com. You do need a login to kind of browse past this retailer block. So if you are a retailer, you can make an account. Once you're approved, you can get in and and see everything. But we do highlight a lot of our brands and our founders and the incredible retailers as well that we Mm -hmm. work with on Instagram. So definitely a good place. Yes. And you also have a great newsletter that I absolutely love to subscribe to. So can people people subscribe to that on your website? Anyone can subscribe. So you can do that on our homepage just... Yeah, select that you're other, not a brand or a yes. retailer. But yes, we do have a very other. informative um, newsletter, which I'm glad you enjoy. I love your newsletter. I, I open it. Okay, like, I good. love it. I it's mean, always got newness. We do loads of new ends of, of the new brands that we discover, trend things. Yeah, that's what I love, the trend stuff. Oh, yeah. No, I like take notes. Love it. It's a thing. Oh, um, we have a newsletter, too. We're actually redoing our newsletter because... Um, I think that people were getting it too often and like maybe they were getting it twice. I'm not sure. I'm really sorry if you guys are subscribed to our newsletter and you got it twice. I'm so sorry. It's just one of those things that like you don't realize. When's the new one out? The new one is out. Um, when this podcast is out, you should be getting, if you are subscribed, you'll be getting like a form to ask you about like what you like about our newsletter and what you want to see from us. Obviously, we know like a lot about skincare. And so I think that sometimes we may overwhelm when it comes to education, but let us know what you want to see and we will produce it. But yeah, it should be kind of coming out. Every time I meet like. Megan, I've always got like a list of questions <laughs> of my skin's doing this, my skin's doing this. So yeah, use use them because 
these yeah. guys know their stuff and yeah yeah and we have some awesome mentors so have a look online guys but um thank you for listening if you're still listening all the way to the end you're a true skin interview fan but we will see you next week and thanks sam for being here thank you all right bye everyone